Chapter One, and there came a day, Avengers Mansion. This Fifth Avenue townhouse has been the site of many earth-shaking events from the epic battles to comic manifestations. And tonight, news may be made here once again. The mansion has not been used as Avengers headquarters since the team disbanded in the wake of the onslaught disaster. The catastrophic battle during which the world's most famous heroes, including many of, of the Avengers, apparently died. But recently, in the wake of the hero's return, it has been turned back over to the Maria Stark Foundation, the Avengers' longtime backers, by the intelligence agency S.H.I.E.L.D., which has been using it as its New York base of operations. And now, in the wake of bizarre attacks on former Avengers worldwide, a rebirth of the team may be occurring. Heroes Return, Avengers number 1, February 98, by Kurt Busick, George Perez. And you're listening to Heroes Home Base, episode 39. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Rich. This is Mark. Hello, everybody. This is Rob. You know, I don't know if you guys ever do this, but I went back and rewatched uh, The Punisher season one and two on Netflix and absolutely we fell in love with it again. John Bernthal did such a great job. Nobody else can play that role. I agree. I, I have to admit that I did not finish The Punisher show. Like it was it was excellent. Don't get me wrong, but man, it was brutally violent. I don't know. Like I'm with you, though. He's by far. I I. I it's almost just an iconic role that I don't envision anybody else playing that. Been a couple weeks. Uh, what you got on the uh, newsreel there, buddy? On the newsreel, a lot, of, a lot of news going on. All the CW shows have been renewed. So, for example, Flash is now renewed for a season eight. Riverdale's renewed for a season six. Batwoman is renewed for a season three. And DC Legends of Tomorrow is renewed for a season seven, which I personally have not was never a fan of that show. I don't know how it's gone on for seven seasons. I, that is not... I, I think I, the I, only time I ever watched it was when there was like a crossover event with Flash or Arrow when I was watching Arrow, but I think I've said I, it on the show. I've checked out of all the CW shows. I I haven't even watched the preview for the Superman show yet. I, it's just, I, I don't know. I don't know. Apparently, I've read a good review on it. Um, Superman and Lois. Um, it got good reviews. The title's not very catchy. <laughs> right. But, I got good reviews and I heard some good things about it, you know, critics wise. Um, as far as DC Legends of Tomorrow, I only ever had it on when I needed to fall asleep. <laughs> I never was into that show. So for it to go on for seven seasons, boy, I know the cast is like, yes, <laughs> we can start making, you know, like they got a job for another year or whatever the case, but whatever. I got money coming in. But um, as far as other news, we've got some podcast news. Um, Jeffrey Wright, who's playing Commissioner Gordon in the batman movie that's coming up jeffrey wright will be voicing batman in a new podcast called batman the audio adventures and it's going to be done by hbo max nice it'll be written by the saturday night saturday night live writer dennis mcnicholas um it's a comedic take on the dark knight it will air in parts later this year so is it going to be kind of like a campy thing you think Maybe it's a it's a comedic take on it, so it may be kind of campy. Um, it's not a part of the Batman continuity or the GCPD spinoff series that's going to be airing on HBO Max. It's its own thing, so that's uh, that's something to look out for. Also, um, there's going to be a whole new Black Panther series. I think it's going to be kind of based on Wakanda. 
Okay. Um, Ryan Coogler is going to be doing it. And he also signed a five-year deal with Disney Plus. Okay. With Disney, I should say. Um, so he'll be developing that. Michelle Pfeiffer in a comment said that she would play Catwoman again, but no one in, in the like in the Flash the movie. The Flashpoint movie, yeah. Flashpoint movie. She said that she would play Catwoman, Catwoman again, but no one's called her. So <laughs> I'd take her in a heartbeat I'd, yeah she was I'd excellent fill up every single past actress actor i uh, just throw in the kitchen sink man yeah that's got to be one of the w- movies that i'm looking forward to the most i want to see how it plays out because i watched the flashpoint animated movie not too long ago the flashpoint paradox i think was the official title yeah it was good man it was real good dc i don't see why she couldn't make a cameo oh right i know with you know, Michael quick. Keaton, come on, man, that would be awesome. It could answer the whole thing. She's got one life left from the end of Batman right. Returns. You know, she could just be in the background at the mansion or something. I don't know. <laughs> Crowd would go wild for sure. Oh, what else she got? And that's all for me. All right, so I have an article. Uh, go figure from Bleeding Cool, uh, titled "Told Ya Chip Zdarsky's Justice League: The Last Ride." So, a little context here. Uh, I know I've talked about it. Chip Zdarsky is the writer of Daredevil, and I absolutely love that comic book. Love it. So he's going to be making the jump to DC. So I'll just run through this here. Again, this is Bleeding Cool. On January 3rd, Bleeding Cool reported, however, we have heard word that there may be a Chip Zdarsky Justice League related title being planned for April or May of 2020. We'll try and keep an eye on the feeds for this one. On January 9th, we followed up saying, I am told that it will be launching in in April or May, probably April, maybe May, that it will be called The Last Ride, which sounds like it could be a crossover with sex criminals, but it really isn't. And finally, that it may be the first DC comic story to come out of what Death Metal Number 7 defined as the Elseworld, a second central point of focus alongside the DC Prime Earth and the DC Omniverse of the DC <laughs> Infinite Frontier. The DC of yeah. the DC. <laughs> with a dc yes i know yesterday dc announced justice league last ride a new digital first limited series from d uh, from dc by chip zadarsky attempted to fix a broken justice league in time to stab off the universe's final hours once the justice league was the most powerful collection of superheroes in the universe but an unthinkable tragedy within its ranks has caused batman superman or wonder woman to go their separate ways leaving the league broken and disbanded under a veil of anger and mistrust now against the backdrop of the universe's greatest murder trial can the league reconcile the past before they're eradicated by the greatest villain in the cosmos so yeah man uh i'm not really keen on uh else okay so elseworld or not i have no idea but just in case people still think i am pulling the these things out of my my arse um i think we've talked about this in depth on the show i'm not a real big fan of the digital uh so i mean this may be a way of getting me to read some form of digital comics but i I still like to paper in my hands yeah chip zadarsky that'd be pretty that'd be pretty sweet so there's uh i know i said that uh rosenberg was writing some dc stuff and uh seems like there's been a kind of a mashup getting some marvel writers over here on the dc end of things so i don't know dude i'm I'm excited by that i'm open-minded all right so i think i'm gonna go ahead and do uh, rich's poll so kind of just highlight what i've been reading lately 
Um, I know I've touched base on a few of these things. So I'm not reading all the future state, but I'll go through these. So I have the next Batman and it, it these are huge. These are like almost, it feels like 75 page or 80 pages a piece. Um, like I said before, they're like annual size books. Mm-hmm. So there's like three to four different stories in them. But um, so next Batman, I'm up to number two and number three. It's It's been okay. Um, it's kind of hit or miss. It's uh, Lucius Fox's son is Batman as of right now. But yes, yeah. uh, I just mentioned this. I'm on Daredevil number 27, Sadarsky. This is uh, this still has the King and Black story arc playing into it. Uh, Matt Murdock is currently in prison for manslaughter and Electra is filling the mantle of Daredevil. Mm. So it, it, it's pretty it's pretty entertaining. Uh, deceased dead planet number seven came out a couple weeks ago tom taylor uh so this wrapped up this long deceased zombie story arc uh this one was kind of like they ran out of gas so it wasn't like a really really great uh finale to the whole story but uh i really did enjoy this it was it was it was good anybody interested in you know continuing the uh walking dead type zombie type books uh I, I highly recommend this story i know when we had patterson on he was saying that he was enjoying it next dark detective this is with bruce is still in the shadows as batman this is the one where uh uh dark detective number three rosenberg is one of the writers on it so i haven't read that one yet but uh i have two and three to read uh then i'm up to rorschach number five Tom King. I'm really digging this. I know I've been hard and on on him, but uh I I like how this one's unfolding. Like it's it's not too complicated with multiple storylines in it. Mm-hmm. Like one issue will be backstory, the next issue will be continuation to keep the story going and then the next issue would be more backstory. So it, it's got a good pacing. So not exactly halfway through this yet since it's I think it's still going to be a 12 issue black label. But so far, I'm I'm not I'm not as disappointed as I thought I would be. So I, I don't think his uh, this is this is really centered around uh, the backdrop of a political campaign. And we all know we're all a little overboard with all that in our everyday life, but it's not like it's stifling. So that's nice. So it's not too political, I guess, even though it's the the theme of the backdrop. So, so far it's good. It, he's got, he's tied uh, the original Watchmen story or characters into it uh, very, very well. So I'm, I'm digging that. Nice. Um, next one. I read Superman worlds of war. Uh, this came out, I want to say probably like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. This one was badass. Like I'm digging this, like Superman's missing. He's on uh war world, which is, um, I remember war, war world Mongol. This is yes. Mongol's plan. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So this was really good. It opens up with people kind of like where the history of Superman is almost like a uh, religion almost where people are like, he's gone and all these people are meeting and talking about how Superman saved him. And he's, you know, he's like, he's not really here, but he's here. And it's kind of like, almost like a religious, like a Jesus thing, like Jesus is with us. And it it was, it was, it was kind of a cool concept. But then uh, this is also, like I just said, it's, it's, it's a thick book. It's got two 
I think three different storylines in it. Uh, but there's been a Mr. Miracle storyline going through some of these books, and I've really enjoyed that. So I'm not really a huge Mr. Miracle uh, reader, but it's been interesting. It's cool. Uh, but, you know, I'm a real big fan of Motherbox stuff. So nice. and then I have Superman, Wonder Woman. I still haven't re- read issue one yet, but I have issue two here and I haven't been able to uh, catch up on that. But that's another one of my titles. And then the final issue of Swamp Thing, Future State came out and I absolutely love this book. It was really, really good. And I'm just, I don't know, man. I love Swamp Thing. I know I've said it before, but uh, if he- Show was excellent. I can't wait to see what they do with it now that it's been picked up. But so that's kind of uh, my pull review. I would like to bl- uh, you know, branch out a little bit more and get some more uh, Marvel books maybe in the future. But I know I talked to you, Mark, about possibly picking up the new Avengers book and maybe you can review that on the show too. So I'll check it yeah. out. There's my pull review. Hit me up if you got any questions or you want to talk about any recommendations and I'll definitely take recommendations from you guys. So, yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get back to our... Uh, top arcs not necessarily like the whole arc but we're gonna go over heroes return avengers number one do you remember this book rob uh i remember staring at that not quite as much as the fantastic four number one but uh, i do remember that yes now the only reason why i picked this one is because in our last episode we talked about uh marvel relaunching heroes return again I-, I really don't know any other news regarding that but i know they're gonna have avengers i don't know if they're totally relaunching launching it but sounds like they are so i figured why not go over the comic book that got marked this is the issue that really got me started to pay attention to the details of the storyline and not just the superpowers of the characters okay this is what got me started you know interested in writers and artists in the history of these characters you know in the heroes return they brought back ultron and the grim reaper and graviton and you know this is the st- this is what really got me paying attention into de- diving into volume one of the avengers and where these characters come from and the black knight and what he meant to the team and all that and so this is what got me started really really reading I'm paying attention to the characters. So I, I love this series. I collected all the way up until issue, I think, 45. I know George Perez stopped uh, writing or stopped drawing it at issue number 34. So he had okay. about a three-year run on the book. Mark, did oh. you start from the very beginning when that came out, or was there a lag? I started from the very beginning. How long was Kurt Busiek on the book? I think up until the 40s, 50s, okay. I think. I think. Well, I know Rob and I collected issue number one but then we never collected anything past that we just stuck with fantastic four um seriously we didn't get like the first like 10 nope i reread this the other day and it's just it opens with all these past members getting attacked and uh you know pretty much their territory i mean it has like every single i almost say every single but a lot of I don't want to say B-level Avengers, but what's the technical term for that, Mark? Just a lot of their, their more Backups. popular... No, just a lot of the popular characters that have been Avengers over the years. So it really opens with all the... All the uh, just a random attack, and then they, they link it back to an Asgardian attack, right? So then they try to get the League together. The League. <laughs> the team together, and then they meet at uh, Avengers Mansion in New York. So it's the core, uh, Captain America, Iron Man, Giant Man, and uh, who is it? Jan- the Wasp? Mm-hmm. Is that it is? And Thor's nowhere to be found. Then all of a sudden he shows up in his Thor 
language, basically saying that he's been on a massive journey trying to figure out what's going on. Well, the backdrop is the whole Heroes Reborn. What uh, can you give a little bit of context, Mark, on the whole Onslaught disaster? What was that? I believe it was they had died in the trying to fight Onslaught. Well, we thought they had died, but it was really uh, Franklin Richards transported them into a pocket universe. Okay. In Avengers Volume 2, I think it was all about that, where, you know, they, I think Jim Lee was the artist on that. Okay. And so he transported them into a pocket universe. And then Volume 3, this one, is where they all came back to their normal continuity. So the whole thing develops to Thor, they get all the, they get all the past backup members and everybody together they break up into groups and they're trying to find well they basically get everybody together minus the hulk he wants nothing to do with them uh but thor returns to asgard and it's in shambles the rainbow bridge has been destroyed and the i'm still struggling to to believe mark that you weren't into the details before this yeah i wasn't i just i know my i was like 13 14 so i was picking the issues that i liked that cover of you know for certain issues and then this is when i really started to read it and pay attention to it because you know this is the story this is the volume where carol danvers who was going by warbird yes she was an alcoholic and why she was an alcoholic so that made me dig deeper into her how she lost her powers and how she gained her powers and what happened to her what rogue did to her and that made me want to go out and get avengers um volume one annual 10 um and learn about that and how she became binary and that's how i started collecting certain those x-men issues where she became binary so i kind of learned more about her story through this volume is where i picked up those issues where certain things happened to carol so that's what this really did for me so when thor went back to asgard he noticed that the twilight sword was missing and also the norn stones would you can you give me a little bit insight into those mark i don't know a lot about those hack so basically thor gets everybody together break up into groups and go try to find the sword and the stones and it all links back to a sorceress morgan lefay morgan lefay she's able to wield the sword and that's kind of how this first issue ends artwork is tremendous but i mean you got everybody in here from scarlet witch quicksilver who's d-man okay like a homeless <laughs> yeah, whole, I don't like, know. Yeah, he's the Captain whole thing. America made him an honorary Avenger. So they have he he appeared in Captain America's issues, and I believe <laughs> that's where he became an honorary Avenger. I don't know much about him. The whole rumor is that he smells really bad in this issue. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of clean water in D Town because <laughs> he lives in the sewers. Yeah. So, and then uh, she basically wields the sword and has Wanda captured and everything goes blank. So I don't know what happened after this. They're transported into a medieval times-ish kind of world and everybody gets a iron man gets called star knight or something like that you know what i mean everybody gets a different name and it's all medieval robin hood-ish kind of nice well i think iron man is called sir knight or something like that and uh sir iron (laughs) wasp was called pixie and everybody gets a different kind of name i don't know iconic cover for well, sure. Iron Knight or something like that. Heroes Return, Avengers number one. Would you say that this is a good starting point for somebody if they wanted to go back? I mean, I, I think you're a big fan of it. Um, Maybe. 
I don't know if they want. I don't know about that. Um, because volume one went on for like 500 issues. I mean, it just it's it's there's so much history with volume one. Um, but it's it's a good it's a good bright approachable issue. Okay. Would you recommend uh, Heroes Reborn, the four part series first? Um, I probably would. What do you mean the four? What do you mean? Like, would you recommend they start with Heroes Reborn as it? sets up here as rebirth i know that's only a four-part series yeah that's where it gets into the whole franklin richards and right the pocket universe and all that yeah we have that i just remember that that was well referenced um when we collected fantastic four yes Plus, it was weird to see franklin it's not a child yeah i remember talking to you about that mark like damn that kid's still like six years old what the hell all right so other things that happened since we last met yesterday, Valentine's Day, Zack Snyder's Justice League preview came out. What's your overall thoughts, Rob? Go. Um, I mean, it was good. I think, honestly, dude, I'm I'm almost just ready to just watch it. Like, who isn't? It's like I'm I'm almost done with the hype of the hype of the hype, and it's like I'm just I'm just ready to watch it. By the time these damn previews come out, the whole thing's going to be released in segments via preview. I'm just like. This is the whole other movie. I mean, Josh, compared just from the trailers alone, you know, Josh Whedon's version is just so bright compared to this. And it's just going to be a whole other movie. A whole, I mean, there was so much left out of Josh Whedon's version. It's just like insane. Well, there's only like 10% of Zach's made it in. Um, what are your thoughts, Mark? I'm excited to see it. I think it'll give us a whole other story. I, I think this is a story he wanted to tell. I'm excited to see I think everybody got everybody's portion of the movie is gone into into great detail. Um, Cyborg and Superman and and Wonder Woman and Aquaman and Batman's and the Flashes and I think everybody gets a lot of quote unquote screen time where where they're at in their lives is gone into great detail and I'm very excited. I think he seems pleased with it. I think he's excited to release his version of it. And I think this is going to be his time to shine with it. It really is its own movie, set apart from Josh Whedon's. I did like the uh, the glimpse, the glimpse of the uh, black Superman a bit more. Yeah, um, there's I, I I've been thinking about I've watched it probably ten times by now. Um, I think there's tons of tons of Easter eggs in here. I know that I I saw an article and I didn't even pick up on it till I watched it a couple more times. The Dark Knight Returns tank is in this, so anybody who's never read The Dark Knight Returns, Frank Miller, uh, Batman rolls in to fight the mutants in this giant tank and just starts blowing them to bits, and uh, that tank's gonna be in it. I think that's pretty freaking rad um i don't know dude i i still think that there is enough there's going to be some more surprise to it obviously we didn't see any martian manhunter in this preview obviously we don't know if there's going to be green lantern for sure in this still besides the stupid cameos from the whedon version i'd really like to think that there's green lantern in this um but i'm excited man i love the nightmare sequence i think the nightmare sequence was probably one of my favorite parts of bvs and i like the the fact that the joker is going to be the way that he is it's almost like a crisis event where heroes and villains come together to fight something evil so to think of joker and batman fighting on the same side is pretty that's a pretty big mind (laughs) so i don't know man i i i like the this look of steppenwolf a lot better than whatever the hell they came up with the first time an old man with a horn helmet 
Yeah. Uh, one person said something about it being like a combination of Transformers and Justice League, but I don't know. Dark Side looks badass. Obviously, we see a little bit more of Apocalypse. We didn't see any Apocalypse. We didn't see any Dark Side. I think that that's going to be pretty sweet. But I like the Flash. Like we're going to see Iris in this. We're going to see a little bit more of Barry and his father interacting, and then of course we're going to see uh, Cyborg in his story development. Uh, hopefully Ray Fisher gets his wish and is the heart and soul of this movie. I don't know, dude, I'm, I'm pumped for it. Uh, Rob, you think you're going to take a couple sittings to watch it? Uh, I just don't think my kids are going to let me sit down for four hours in one sitting. Yeah. Um, especially with it coming out on a Thursday, which is like the dumbest thing I think I've ever heard. It's probably going to be broken up into a couple nights easily. But yeah, I, I'll be honest. I kind of want to take my time. Yeah. You know, uh, I I don't know. I still I still struggle to actually. I don't know. This has never happened before. Obviously, I I just I I have no experience in the past of anticipating something I've quote already seen like over three years ago. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? But you didn't see this. I, I know. But like when I see parts of the movie that are the same, I have to remind myself, oh, OK, this is not. Um, see, it's, I'm, I'm struggling with my words. It's not a completely new story, but it's oh, yeah, it's that movie that sucked like three years ago. And it's actually finally going to be what it was supposed to be. You, you know what I mean? It's just kind of weird. It's like I'm anticipating something that's old. Yeah, I get it. I just remember being at Mark's apartment in New York City, getting ready to go to Comic Con and they had more previews drop like the Comic Con exclusive Justice League preview was dropping and that was the year me and Mark were the only ones that went and they had all the costumes and everything anticipating this movie. And I just remember like, this is going to be great. And it was far from it. (laughs) So I don't know with, you know, I I've read, I've been listening to Anthony Desiato's Anthony Desiato's podcast, and he's gets a lot of comments on his posts and stuff. And he, he uh, attached his podcast episode where he's talking about all this. And I I feel like the trolls are still out in droves talking shit about this movie and how it's going to suck. And I'm just like, if, you know, everybody had that mindset, you know, this movement wouldn't have taken off and it wouldn't be coming true. So what are they still complaining about? Oh, it's going to be trash. And I don't know why we're still talking about this. I get it that the hype is still palpable and everybody's talking about it, but it's like the movie hasn't even come out yet. So it's only going to get, I think more and more talked about as we get closer to it, but I don't know. It could be a big pile of trash, but I'm a really big Zack Snyder fan, so I don't think it's going to be. I don't know. I, I I love his cinematography. I love his storytelling and his way of telling stories, so I'll probably enjoy it. I'm going to go in there with... I think I'll go in with a little bit of a lower expectation because I, I just I don't know if I can take another heartbreak. <laughs> Because I was heartbroken after walking out of the theater before. So, yeah, I'm stoked. Is DC going to let Zach actually continue on to into the next phase or what? Like, or is he done after this? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how the success of it goes. I don't know. I think he's getting his shot. And uh, if he's involved in any future projects, I don't know. I think we've discussed that before, but at least he's getting his shot. I guess. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Rob, why don't you go ahead and pull up Facebook and we'll go over the comments that we had from our last episode. Uh, Mark, WandaVision. Rob, I know you haven't this caught up because was... you're, uh, you're still on your Marvel phase movies trying to watch everything in order before you 
dig into WandaVision, but uh, Mark, what are, what are your thoughts? I think it was cool to see everybody in their comic book costumes this week. No shit. <laughs> I think that was cool. I think that we're starting to get more and more um, clues as to Wanda's control over the state of the town and the town itself. We're starting to see her control over that. We're starting to see Vision really coming into his own and that being like a Stepford husband. Yeah. And kind of challenging her in, in that sense of it, you know, that scene where she he comes down the stairs and makes that comment about nothing else being in his closet. That yeah. was a total jab. Yeah. You know, um, so I thought that was cool. And I think it was cool. We got to see him when he tried to escape the town saying, you know, help the people, help the people. And he wasn't even concerned about himself. Yeah. It was I kind of wh- tragic to see him start to deteriorate when he was coming across the the barrier there. I wonder what's going to happen to the people that got sucked into the town. I wonder if we're going to see Monica Rambeau turn into Captain Marvel now that we're starting to get hints of her molecular structure changing. Yes. Because we didn't see her completely escape. We saw her, we saw her and Agent Wu, I believe his name is, driving away, but we, I think they got caught inside the town now that Wanda's expanded the range of the town. Yes. Um, I wonder what's going to happen. I'm really enjoying it. Like the last episode wasn't my favorite because I didn't want to think of Wanda as almost like a villain. Right. Um, but this one was really, really good. I loved the whole trick or treat in the original costume. Like I, you know, man, like anytime you play homage to like original originality, I love it. Yeah. It pulls at my heartstrings. So Rob, you still only watch the first couple. So I, again, I've watched through, I think, episode five, where she actually sees Vision's, the hole in his forehead, essentially. And that was kind of the the jarring moment for me where I'm like, crap, I gotta, I gotta get caught up. Because I haven't watched anything Avengers-wise past Age of Ultron. So again, I want to just do respect to the, um, the show. And just, so I've put it briefly on pause. And I'm currently on uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which I've already seen. I actually yeah. saw that one first before the first one, but uh, I I've been impressed so far. I actually watched um, Captain Marvel. I didn't think it was bad. I was I was quite entertained. I like Samuel L. Jackson in that one, but uh, I recommended Rich watch it. But uh, you know, he's pissed that Rambo is not who she's just supposed saying. to be. Apparently, I'm just saying. <laughs> Which again, I mean, I don't know any different as the DC guy, but. I do think it. I having already watched Captain Marvel, it also it already provided more context for me for yeah. WandaVision when you know she goes back to Sword, you know, and you kind of get an idea of the Rambo family and how that's connected. But I'll get there. But I'm in the meantime, I'm enjoying it. All right. Uh, do you want me to read the uh, Facebook comment? Yeah. Uh, from Michael. So again, this was uh, our who would win between Cyborg and Iron Man. I believe Mark was on the losing end of that match, if I do recall. Yes. <laughs> so Michael says, although I'm pretty sure Cyborg can teleport, uh, Iron Man to me is still very fast and just a better fighter, known to take out much stronger villains. Both are similar in strength and abilities. I think it comes down to their armor and which would last. Cyborg's armor is made out of Promethean metal that's compared to the same strength as animantium, which was the metallic substances bonded to make Wolverine's claws. Iron Man is known for one of the strongest irons close to strength as tungsten, but it doesn't, but it does shatter on impact. So it's not good for battle. Could you imagine his name being tungsten man? (laughs) Haha. In the end, 
I give Iron Man the win for every cyborg series I've ever seen. Yay. His face is exposed. 70% chance for Iron Man for that. Iron Man for me. Gotta get that headshot. I mean, I don't know, man, because Cyborg is still operational when his head is detached from his body. So it's like, I don't even know if like a headshot would even incapacitate him because he, he's 100% robot. All right, I still so I... think I still think that Cyborg could boom tube Iron Man to Apocalypse and he's f- <laughs> So here's, I'm going to pull a different perspective on this what happens if let let's extend the deceased story arc into marvel all right so you're throwing in the anti-life technology virus iron man is immediately a zombie yeah because because all he does is look at this he, he looks at jarvis the whole time right pretty much so i mean it's over <laughs> <laughs> caveat I, I mean he brings up a good point with his with his head being exposed sure but i, I don't know I still have to give it to Cyborg. I still think, you know, okay, you shoot him in the head. I don't I see did how... see. I did see Ridgeway at work, and he listened to the episode and said, uh, Iron Man, hands down. I said, well, what's your reasoning? And then I never got the reasoning. So that just means your opinion is null and void, Mr. Ridgeway. Thanks for playing. I don't know, dude. Like I said before, Iron Man is a way cooler character to me. I just don't know if I, I, don't, I just don't know if it would if his cool factor would outweigh a battle. I don't know. Continue to write in about this matchup because I think it's I think it's got some controversy surrounding it. So I don't know. Um, so this week's who would win? I'm gonna go in the old female arena. Uh, we're gonna do Tigra versus Cheetah. We all in agreement with that? Sure. All right. So Tigra is a fictional superheroine appearing in America's comic books published by Marvel. Uh, as a non-superpowered crime fighter, the cat in the claws of the cat number one, November 1972, the character was created by writer-editor Roy Thomas. I feel like we've said his name before. And artist Wally Wood. Uh, with her early adventures written by Linda Fitt, she mutated into the superpowered Tigra woman, Tiger Woman, Tigra, and Giant Size Creatures number one in July 74. So first appearance as the cat, the claws of the cat number one, 72, and then as Tigra in Giant Size Creatures number one, July 74. Tigra, Tony Isabella, or Don Perlin, uh, Alter Ego Green, or Greer Grant Nelson, Species Cat Person Magically Transforms from a Human, Team affiliations, Avengers, Resistance, The Initiative, Avengers, Fantastic Four, West Coast Avengers, Lady Liberators, Avengers Academy, New Warriors, Fearless Defenders, Noble Aliases, The Cat, The Werecat, The Werewoman, Abilities, Superhuman Strength, Speed, Senses, and Agility, Retractable Claws, Limited Mystical Abilities. Mark, do you have any other insights on this character? No. She's not a villain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Cheetah is a fictional supervillain appearing in DC Comics. Uh, she is most commonly depicted as the arch enemy of the superhero Wonder Woman. However, she has also appeared as an enemy to other DC heroes, such as Batman and Superman. She was created by uh, William Marsden, the guy who created Wonder Woman, as an allegory of the folly of abnormal emotions such as jealousy, as well as to be another embodiment of what he called less actively developed women. Wow. Emotionally misaligned, 
who needed emotional reform by a love leader, Wonder Woman. The cheetah originally appeared in Wonder Woman number six in 1943. She has been described as one of Wonder Woman's most iconic enemies. There have been four different incarnations of Cheetah since the character's debut. Priscilla Rich, the Golden and Silver Age Cheetah, Deborah, the Bronze Age Cheetah, and Barbara Ann, the Post-Crisis and Current Cheetah, and Sebastian, a male usurper who briefly assumed a role in 2001. In 2009, the Cheetah was ranked as IGN's 69th greatest comic book villain of all time. Since her conception, the Cheetah character has adapted in various forms of media outside of comics, including animated series, films, and video games. Kristen Wiig portrayed Barbara in Cheetah in 2020's DC Extended Universe, Wonder Woman 84, marking the character's live-action debut. So Wonder Woman number six was her first appearance back in 43. Alter Egos, we already went through that. Team Affiliations, Villainary Incorporated, uh, Injustice League, Secret Society of Super Villains, a Super Foes, uh, Legion of Doom, Suicide Squad, Ability, Superhuman Powers, and Physical Appearance of a Cheetah Granted by the Goddess. Uh, yeah. Super Strength, Endurance, Speed, Agility, Reflexes, Senses, Hand-to-Hand Combat Skills, and a Cheetah's Physiology. Physi- physiology. Thank you. So there is the matchup. Cheetah versus Tigra. Mark, go. Tigra. Uh, she was trained in an Avenger. She's been a West Coast Avenger. She's had training from Captain America. And I just like her more. I appreciate your... Appreciate your honesty, Rob. Go. Um, I, I guess I'm going with the just the abilities here. I think they seem evenly matched in terms of superhuman strength, agility. Um, Mark provided some context. Sounds like they both had some fighting training. I'm just gonna. I, I think I'm gonna go with Tigra just because. Um, initially, I was gonna go with Cheetah, but if and this just exposes how much my son's listening to Wildcrats. If she has cheetah physiology, um, she's very limited in some of her speed. Like it's kind of, she'll bust out of the gate, but she'll tire easy if we're actually going to go that route. I don't know. I don't know a lot about Tigra. I'll be straight up honest. Um, yeah, I'll go with Tigra this time. I'll, I'll side with Mark. Cheetah does have that kind of villainous, ferocious, relentless, but so does Tigra. So they right. really are very evenly matched. Yeah. Um. I, I think I'm gonna go with Cheetah just because her her powers are granted by the gods. So I, I don't know, man. It's a god power. Uh, she's on. She fights a god in Wonder Woman. I'm not saying that Tigra doesn't go up against some pretty badass villains. Uh, in the Marvel Universe. I don't know. Um, I do think that they're... I don't necessarily think the cheetah speed is a, is a hindrance on her in terms of that, but I, I don't know. I think that Again, we've got really good evenly matched people here, and I just think that Tiger is just a generic cheetah. So well, so but is <laughs> the powers granted by a god mean that she's a god though? Oh, well, I, I, I didn't I didn't say she is a god, but I mean if you got godlike powers, and obviously it perverts her her mind, which I think would make her even more diabolical. But in does a she have stance, godlike she, powers? No. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't she? Well, just because you're granted powers from a god doesn't mean you have godlike powers. Powers. I mean, a god could give you a power to. She is totally fixated on her emotions, and it drives her, and that's what makes her, I think, a pretty diabolical villain here. <laughs> I'm just saying, she's an emotional crazy woman. How about that? I think. I mean, are you trying to are you trying to say that's a potential weakness? Uh, no, not at all. 
<laughs> not at all. I mean, if she's acting on emotion, what is this? I think again, too deep. <laughs> too deep emotions. Listen, are we fighting? And it's just too deep. Shit on I will say though, if she tends to act impulsively through her emotions, maybe that's something Tiger can exploit. I don't think it's all that deep. It's like this is all right. I, I'm still going with Cheetah. I think she's a pretty badass villain. So, well, Tiger is going to beat her ass this episode. Well, so. I actually think Tiger looks more like uh Starfire, and I'm digging it. So, okay, Tiger. all right. So, Tiger wins. Tell uh, please write in to Heroes Home Base at Gmail to tell these other fellows that they're wrong. So, <laughs> generic ass Cheetah. <sighs> Who would win? Always a delight, boys. Indeed. All right. Um, Pop arc in the books. Uh, it was fun to review that Avengers book again, even though it's been how many years now? Well, that came out in 97. 98. 98. February 98. Didn't they drop all four of those at the same time? I believe so. It was Avengers, Iron Man, Fantastic Four, and was it Captain America? Uh, Might have been. That or Thor. You remember, Mark? Was it just those four? Yeah, Iron Man turned out pretty good. All right, guys. It's another great episode, guys. Great. This is Mark. This is Rich. And this is Rob. Uh, we appreciate you listening and take care. Thank you, as always, for listening and supporting this RMR production.